What's up guys, welcome back to Jen Alva Talk. In today's episode, I'll be telling you guys about perfectionism. Perfectionism isn't good. It's not the best thing for you, and it will never be. So, first I have to explain what perfectionists are. Perfectionists are people who do things, and they have to be perfect, like the name. For example, if you... If a perfectionist is tasked to wash a car, then he or she will probably wash every single uh, millimeter of that car. If even one inch is left, then they'd be completely down and who knows what. So this is why, well, I know you know it's not good, perfectionism, but let me explain more, all right? Uh, Here's a clear explanation. If you want to stop being a perfectionist, you have to lower your standards. It can improve your mental health, really. I am a recovering perfectionist, really. No surprise there. Uh, Because the cars were stacked against me. As a firstborn, I was more likely to hold myself to punishingly high standards of flawlessness than my younger siblings. Then, uh, I was drawn to detail-oriented and high-achieving careers, well, as in, career as in school, since, you know, I'm Asian, or oh, an Asian parents, blah, 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 that sort of thing. Uh, the standards to which perfectionists hold themselves are unrealistic, overly demanding, and often impossible to achieve. And when perfectionists fail to achieve perfection, we beat ourselves up with harsh self-criticism and are, able, are less able to bounce back and learn from mistakes. We're also unlikely to celebrate our achievements or take pride in improving on our personal best. To perfectionists, it's all or nothing. You can be a winner or you can be an object, worthless failure with nothing in between. Uh, Women may be particularly vulnerable to a slippery slope of perfectionism. From childhood and beyond, they work hard to become little Miss Perfect. Often they succeed and are importantly praised for their outstanding achievements, from grades to good looks, from sweet manners to being killer on the volleyball court, and later in the boardroom. But these achievements quickly go from being outstanding to merely a status quo. The bar for success is continually raised, and I think it's too high, personally. Research is unequivocal. There's a little upside to perfectionism. The relentless pursuit of flawlessness can lead to low self-worth, depressive and anxiety disorders, high stress in the face of failure, and even suicidality. As a result, perfectionists often end up achieving much less than they aspire to because they hold back, procrastinate, and even stop taking on challenges altogether. Because this better to not have entered the race than to have spun out in ignominy. So, excelism is a healthy alternative. There's a healthy alternative to perfectionism. It's called excellence or excellentism. Working toward excellence rather than perfection. A term coined by Patrick Gaudreau, a professor of psychology at the University of Ottawa, excellentism involves setting high standards but not beating yourself up when you don't meet them. An excellentist is open to new experiences, takes unique approaches to problem solving, and is okay with getting it wrong. As long as they can learn from their mistakes to drive towards excellent achievement. Interestingly, excellences often show higher levels of healthy anxiety compared to with non-perfectionistic people. Along with more conscientiousness, consciousness, 
and high intrinsic motivation, greater progress on life goals, and more feelings of positive well-being. What they don't show are the burdens of perfectionism, higher rates of burnout, intense procrastination, long-term depression, debilita- uh, debilitating anxiety, and suicidality. Excellentism takes the best parts of perfectionism. Let's go of the toxic parts. Opens up rather than shuts us down. The rate of returns analogy shows us how. Most of us assume that hard work pays off. Research often backs up this intu- intuition. Study more and your grades go up. Put in extra hours on a quarterly report and your boss is more impressed. With um, difficult goals, as the input of time and energy increases, the output of success unfortunately rises too. This is the zone of increasing returns. One unit of work equals one unit of improvement. Simple math. But unfortunately, the math isn't that simple. It's not only the quantity of effort that matters, quality does too. Moreover, the quantity of effort can backfire, and when it does, we hit the point of diminishing returns. Putting in more time and effort becomes inefficient and yields smaller and smaller improvements. With yet, diminishing returns can escalate into decreasing returns, or putting in more time and effort makes things worse. It's like adding extra hours of training at the gym. On top of the recommended regimen, only to realize that you have overtrained and are so depleted that you can't even do the basics anymore. That's where perfectionism tends to land us. The zones of diminishing and decreasing returns, which more effort to achieve elusive perfection, this makes us less productive and less creative. That's why, whether it's writing a story or doing something that's perhaps a bit more boring, so that's proofreading perfectionists counterintuitive, uh, counterintuitively, Turn out low-quality work than they're actually capable of doing. Perfectionists take longer than non-perfectionists on repetitive or boring tasks, creating more inaccuracies and work less efficiently. An obsession with flawlessness affects scientists in such in much the same way. Highly perfectionistic scientists create lower quality, less creative, and fewer published papers. The excellences, on the other hand, tends to find a sweet spot between the perfect and the merely okay. Is they can be excellent without being perfect. They operate within the zone or increasing returns more often because they aim to add high but attainable standards and invest uh, sufficient but not excessive effort to reach their goals and they know when to give it a break. They're not stuck on the exhausting treadmill of perfection and not being better able to meet their goals and problem solve tough challenges and innovative ways compared with their perfectionistic peers. So, if you're like me, you weren't born in sentences, but you can practice being one. Start small and try these steps. Number one, pick up, uh, pick up one upcoming activity that you tend to get perfectionistic about. It could be personal or work-related, or it might be about your appearance. Uh, for me, well, I don't know mine yet. Let me think. Mm, let me see. Personal or work-related. For me, work could be student, so... It might be studying. I tend to get perfectionistic about studying. Uh, I always reread everything. I'm like, I guess that's good, but I, I, look, you don't know me. You don't see me. I reread a lot. Like the point that I get to finish only one chapter in an hour. Yeah, that's how bad I was. But yeah, let's take them. Step number two. Make a list of what perfect looks like to you. Uh, for my studying perfectionism, perfect is... Like, clean notes. Uh, the notes I ha- write or my studying, I have to reread everything. I have to write a lot of notes, like lots of papers, 
for only one chapter. Uh, like, yeah, that's just it. This is my list of what perfect looks like. Uh, and number three looks at the list and picks something that will allow to be less than perfect. Perhaps it's just one thing, perhaps there's several, but pick something that you can really let go of. Just don't sweat it. I've started practicing letting go. Like, sometimes I only take out... I don't take out my notebook for writing notes. Instead, I use a notepad, which uh, I put a timer on myself how long I can take notes. So, when I'm studying, right, usually on my computer, I type in on my time limit... And then I I stop when the time is over and I make do with what I have. So this might uh, slow me down from my grades a little bit, but it's helping me to get a little perfectionism out of me. So, yeah, uh, I guess it's a win-win. So practice these steps, first in one, then in multiple domains of your life. Soon you'll find that shooting for pretty darn good gets you to something that is still excellent and without the burns and burnout of perfectionism. Now this is the end of episode and I hope you guys had a great listen. If you did hit the like, subscribe and share button and I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.